0: Welcome to the athlete Podcast, where athletes and geeks collide. I'm your host, Picari Spells. And tonight, we got an action-packed show. Uh, not really. <laughs> it's a Shakur Stevenson fight, so I wouldn't call it an action pack, But it is going to be a good show. We got Shakur Stevenson versus Oscar Valdez for the 130-pound division. Unification fight for all the belts. Are the tomorrow is all on the line. Winner takes all tomorrow night, April 30th. So let's get right into it. Let's get to the fight preview um as i like to say every time i do one of these styles make fights and this one will be perfect for the viewer so it should be free on espn plus it might even come on regular espn i haven't checked the listings but i think it'll be one worth looking at and as well uh, right before that Keyshawn davis from you know the 757 norfolk area shout out to him uh former olympian a long time olympian training camp kind of participant He'll be fighting as well. He's a rising star. And I think he's also in the 130-pound division. But I can see him growing out of that division a little quicker than Shakur, especially with uh, especially with the situation with Lomachenko in Ukraine. And uh, we can probably elaborate on that a little bit more <coughs> on the back half of the show because we're going to do the fight preview. Then I want to get into Errol Spence versus Dennis Uga's review. Cause I don't think I ever gave you guys that. And then we we'll probably touched on Tyson Fury and his pseudo-retirement. Um, so, like I said, I'm going to try and give you guys a good show. I don't know how long it's going to last. So I'm not going to look at the clock. I'm not going to take no breaks. I'm just going to talk until I get tired of my wife tell me to shut up. Sound like a deal? All right, so let's get into it. So, back to the fight preview. So, Styles Make Fights. Oscar Valdez, if you haven't seen him before, is a very, very busy fighter. I won't call him a – he's borderline – I don't know if "volume" is a good word to describe the way he fights, but he throws a lot of fucking punches. Um, <clears throat> part of it is because, you know, how his style grew up. Coming, he's a Mexican fighter, so they—they're not brawlers, but they throw a lot of fucking punches. It's a—it's a lot of action. They don't mind getting hit. They're hitting in between getting hit, and that's exactly how he fights. Um, and you, matter of fact, in his highlight reel, you'll see him—he just sits there, and he takes a couple punches, and he loads up his left hands, and just lays his motherfucker out. Um, he's a talented kid, man. He has good speed, good hand speed, good power. If you lost, if you watched the Miguel Brichot fight, uh, you saw that left hook that he slapped Brichot with, and Brichot was a much bigger fighter than him. Um, and that was the first fight he really showed me um some level of defensive evasiveness. Uh, just because Brichot was a very good volume puncher, uh, he had like an awkward range on his on his punches because he was so tall over most one hundred and thirty pounders, and he would rehydrate to like probably one hundred and fifty. So he had a physical advantage. But Oscar Valdez navigated that pretty well. And the way he navigated that was with his own power. He was neutralizing Pichot's, you know, physicality by making him scared to advance and making him fight off the back foot, which he wasn't comfortable with. So he has some level of boxing IQ. It's not like Oscar Valdez is a Sasha any By any means, (coughs) like I said, he has good speed, good power, decent boxing IQ. Um in the his boxing technicalities aspect is good enough and it's improving. He's in the Eddie Renoso camp, the Canelo camp. Uh based on some comments that Ryan Garcia has made recently in terms of the attention he received from Eddie Renoso while he was in the Canelo camp. I slightly question if um, you know, Oscar Rodez is getting the hands on attention that, you know, they claim he's getting. But we'll see. You know, the proof of all being the pudding in the ring. Last time we saw him out, it was a vast improvement. But, you know, Canelo has a fight coming up on May 7th. So, it's kind of, unless they're training side-by-side side was to do often, it's kind of hard to believe that, you know, Valdez will be getting all the attention. But he needs a lot of fucking attention because this is a fight of a big too. So, we'll see. We'll see the training camp pay any dividends for him. He's a little bit chenny. That's probably one of my only concerns for him. Uh, Adam Lopez gave him a little flash lockdown and Adam lopez came up from 126 to fight uh oscar that time and then i mean i I feel like i've seen him get flash knocked down one more time i might be lying i might be fabricating something to make my point but i am a little concerned about his chin um i am a little concerned that the way that he fights not necessarily head down but he's always advancing I am concerned that he's going to run into a lot of Shakur's punches. Not that Shakur punches in like huge volume, but he's very accurate. And he's very comfortable fighting off the back foot. So it just, it's almost like Oscar's going to be running into some shit. Um, as for Shakur, I mean, an undefeated fighter. Uh, his strengths is really just excellent, excellent defense. You know, whether it's out of the Philly shell or, you know, just an orthodox stance. He can kind of beat you in multiple multiple ways without ever throwing a punch if he wanted to. That's been a complaint for a lot of rounds for him, as it should be, because um, you see when that turns into, like, an a lot Adrian Broner. Adrian um, But that dude is special, man. His offensive g- game is starting to grow. He's starting to get more comfortable uh, throwing shots in the pocket <coughs> <coughs> as well as controlling the range. And initiating offense with his defense, making offense part of his defense, and that's what's making him even more dangerous defensively because he'll be pretty much peppering the way at you and wearing you down. Uh, and he he's starting to get hungry for knockouts. He's starting to get he's starting to get bored. You can tell, and so I mean, his really his biggest enemy will probably be himself. But he's ultra focused when he's in that ring. But you know, just by some of the comments he makes, or even just even he has moments in the ring where it's like. He's locked in, but he's he's talking a lot of shit, and he's not like hundred percent in the fight. He gets kind of disengaged because he feels like people are running from him. But he doesn't have like a lot of stopping power, so I do not really say people are running from him. But I mean, they can't hit the motherfucker, and you know when they do, they miss and they get hit. So it's it makes for a boring fight most times. This fight won't be because Oscar Wilde is gonna keep coming, and he doesn't he doesn't care if he gets hit. <clears throat> and that's why I think Shakira Stevenson has a chance to do something special probably within the first Whew. I think Shakira figuring him out in one round unless Oscar Valdez comes out and tries to box him which I don't expect him to do Shakira doesn't expect him to do uh, I think he'll figure him out in one round probably take another round and make sure maybe three times for certain but I think Oscar Valdez goes down within six and that's not me being. I, I think Shakur is looking to make a, a statement. You can see some of the media statements he made, talking about, you know, he called out the camp, he called out the whole camp, you know. Um, he puts a lot of pressure on himself, and I mean, he could easily just <coughs> <coughs> win a lot of eyes on him, so he can box his motherfucker twelve round decision. But maybe I would like to see. I'll say it like this: I would like to see Shakur finish Oscar Valdez in six rounds. I think he can do it if he wants. He's starting to grow into his grown man strength. Sorry, I had a hair in my mouth. He's starting to grow into his grown man strength. His defense is already there. The offense is getting there. It's really just letting his hands go when he's in range, and then we we'll, we may see some magic happen. But I really doubt Oscar Valdez touches Shakur that much. It will be interesting to see that when Shakur does get touched, because Oscar Valdez once again is a talented, talented fighter. When Shakur does get touched, how does he react? Is, does he turn out to be chinny You know what I mean. His his chin has never really been tested by anybody. That's a testament to him. But what happens if it is? And this may this should be the fight to happen because Alcaraz isn't going down without a fight. Uh, so my prediction somewhere between the sixth seventh round of the latest stoppage technical TKO. I don't think he's gonna go down by count, but security is gonna be pretty accurate throughout the fight. Probably open some shit up, or he might sleep him. Who knows? but um so moving on man the Arrow Spence you're going to this Ugas fight 147 pound uh for all the marbles except the WBO so WBA WBC IBF belts with uh Ugas holding the WBA belt a lot of alphabets in these belts man sometimes you get them mixed up um Earl beat them in ass, dog. It started off good. Uh, Ugas had good activity. Uh, When he started using the jab, it was the death of him. And then Earl has these aggressive ass jabs, these power jabs. And I feel like he might have – it was either an uppercut or a power jab that broke his eye. But either way, Earl's getting heavy-handed. And he's trying to, she started to show you angles. I mean, he finished Oogies. I mean, if you haven't known by now, I'm like three weeks late on this review. He finished Oogies. This isn't just me talking barbershop type shit now. And he just finished them with so many different angles. Like it wasn't, he's breaking them down, really conscious work to the body, his corner. He has a good rapport with his corner. So he's looking really sharp. He's not showing a lot of ring rest. Um... I mean, he looks like he's in his fucking prime, dude. So I mean, this time, it's time to fucking go with this Terrence Crawford fight. There's no reason to wait. There's no reason for another tune-up fight. Terrence Crawford doesn't even need to take a fight just because you know Errol took a Arrow took a fight, you know, in this last month. Like he don't need to do nothing. Just chill, get right, man. Because you just talk with Sean Porter. I know that shit was rough. Get right. Let your body heal. Train hard and then you know come back and make this fight shit around November time frame, October time frame. If y'all feeling froggy and shit, that'll be a fight for the ages, man. That would be a fight for the ages. I can't wait to see it. But Earl Spence another dominant performance. He has plenty of options ahead of him. But of course, you called out Terrence Crawford. Is it likely? I know it. It has to be. And if not, then I mean, we'll probably see him take a Boots Ennis or a Virgil Ortiz, or he'll move up to one fifty four. He'll probably move up to one fifty four if he doesn't find Terrence. Um, but man, that that fight between him and Terence Crawford, I will not preview yet, but I definitely let you know I got my money on play because I saw some shit. It, there, there's some shit that Ugas was doing that he was getting off in the earlier rounds, and then he was having some trouble with Ugas's movement, and then. Man, boy, there, there's some shit that Uggie got off that Terrence got off. It would have been a little different story. So, it, to be to be continued. Uh, Tyson Fury, Dillian White. Uh, long story short, Dillian White goes out how he always goes out, out on the uppercut, gets laid out on his back. Tyson Fury really didn't do anything exciting. He didn't even look like really like oh damn, this is the pound for pound talent uh Dillian White was doing wild hooking shots, winging shots. It was a lot of he came out southpaw to try to confuse him. Then he like, oh that shit not working. Changed back to Orthodox in the second round. And he had decent activity rate up until maybe the fourth, fifth. Started getting tired. And then um, you know, he started getting in range and not throwing and free would just toy with him. He would either throw and then just embarrass him or he would just, you know, Dancing around and this evading—I mean, he's six nine, evading, winging, hooking shots from like a a six four dude. This just looks bad, but uh, good performance by Tyson Fury comes to a yeah a knockout run and uh, he pseudo retires. But it's it's pretty much common knowledge in the community that because Alexander Usyk is his going to be his mandatory challenger for the unification fight like it's no other way to make, get on the belts without that fight happening uh, I think he's gonna let that shit pass him by because Usyk is all wrong for him uh, just like Arrow he, he he can take angles like he's a fucking welterweight at the heavyweight division and that's scary shit like that is that's Mike Tyson this shit and he's bringing power behind his short compact punches and his ring IQ is beautiful he's trained by the same trainer as uh, Lomachenko who coaches the Ukrainian national team? So it's like it's Povetkin. So it's just, it's just, it's just him. Another way duck ducking. And if Anthony Joshua beats Alexander Usyk, then I guarantee you that Tyson Fury will unretire, and you know, et cetera, et cetera, and we'll have this whole circle of life going again. But it's bullshit, man. But I mean, salute to him. I hope he enjoys his retirement. Um, gave us three great fights with Deontay Wilder. Clip like countless memes. Uh, his battle with addiction, his battle with overcoming, uh, you know, suicidal thoughts, the battle he has to fight every day uh, with depression and alcoholism or whatever his demons may be that he's talking so openly about. You can do your own Googles. Uh, salute to that man. And I hope that he finds peace in his retirement. Uh, and I hope that, you know, he he takes time to enjoy his family and see the rewards that he reaped from getting out on top. I salute any boxer and getting out on top, man. Any sport that you play where you're taking constant blows to your head, you have to value your mental health. You have to value, you know, the thing that makes everything around you tick. So, um, shit. Like, all these boxers getting out of different side ventures and stuff. That's good on them, man. That's why I love seeing Floyd be a promoter, you know, and make those millions without getting his head knocked around when she never did. Um that's a story for another day. I think tomorrow I'll go ahead and review one of my favorite fights that you guys probably haven't seen. Cause it was before you were even born. And I'm talking about the, uh, Pernell Whitaker, De La Hoya fight. Uh, great fucking fight, man. Great fucking fight. But that's going to be one of my little blasts from the past episodes. I've never done it before, but it's something new. I want to do. I watched a lot of old fights. Uh, some of my favorite fighters, Whitaker, ali tyson you know anything that they have on the espn plus the man shit and i'm saying shit why not review it maybe i can bring some old oh, back to you guys and you know bring some fights that you got because the fight the fighting styles are more similar than you think uh depending on what year you're looking at and then the boxing still aesthetically pleasing they they remixed it and they remastered the fights really nice even if it's a black and white it still is good so I'm gonna do that for y'all, man, and give you guys a taste of that. See if you guys want to dive into some of those fights and check those out. They're worth looking at, educating yourself. I had to do it to educate myself on some of these different fighters and some of these names my dad and my granddad were throwing at me. So uh, I'm gonna do that for you guys, and I'll try and hand it out to you guys by Tuesday at the latest. But please be blessed. Definitely check those fights out. And oh, I almost blinked. I almost blinked. Amanda Serrano, Katie Taylor, on the zone. That fight is going to be amazing. That fight is going to be amazing. Just like the Security Stevenson-Oscar Valdez fight, that fight is for all the marbles. I'm not even going to bother with a fight preview. I've never, ever, 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 ever watched Katie Taylor fight a whole fight. I just watched the clips. Obviously, she's talented. But I've watched the Mama Serrano, and I've watched how on his face looked after the fight. That girl bad. So her and Senessa super bad. Some of my favorite female fighters, Clarissa Shields. I mean, once again, talent undeniable. The way she talks shit is just horrible. So it's just hard to root because it's like it's not even good. You know what I mean? But damn, she's talented as fuck. So I, matter of fact, she's in my list too. So we'll see what happens with Katie Taylor. But I'm pretty much guaranteeing you, Serrano is going to finish her in eight. Um. It doesn't know. Once again, I know Katie's Perry sounded it, but I'm just telling you what I, you what I believe, man. But until next time, I bid you guys adieu. Serenata, Buenas Noches. I will see you guys on the other side. Have a good night.